When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcasts and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Wrestling Network, VOCNation.com, and your favorite podcast providers as well. I'm Brady Hicks. 
joined today by the lovely Kathy Fitz once again. What's going on, Kathy? Hey, Brady, how's it going? It's going. It's go- <laughs> I wish it were gone, but it's going. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we also have the one and only maestro of professional wrestling, Papa Stroh. Uh, lots of stuff going on for you. How you doing, sir? Ah, doing great, great. Great to be with you guys. Highlight of the week for me. Uh, yeah, lots going on. I, I can't wait to tell you about it a little bit later. Yes, yes, we'll definitely have to. Uh, we have to at least talk about the sinister cinema stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> seems pretty cool. That awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Can't wait. Yeah, no, we'll definitely. Um, and and I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, wrestling at WWE in particular has been, at least my opinion, it's been a lot better. And the ratings are starting to show that. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's, it, it's, a, it, it's, so, it's amazing what uh, a lot of tweaking could do to a program. Yes. Yeah, not twerking, tweaking. Twerking can do a lot for the program too, but uh, <laughs> tweaking definitely. In this case, it definitely yeah. helps. It's funny because like they took like a bunch of angles that were in place, you know, and they turned them in other directions in the last like week or two. Like, like look at Kevin Owens and Elias. They turned Kevin Owens into a badass in about twenty seconds last night, and mm-hmm. maybe phased out Ezekiel. Two very good developments, I think. Yeah, maybe we'll see Elias again. Who knows? That's what I'm thinking. He's going to come to his uh, brother's defense, you know? Um, they brought back the women's tag team title. I I assume, I, and I am only assuming, but there's rumors of Sasha and Naomi coming back now. So maybe the winners of this tournament are going to get challenged by Sasha and Naomi. You know, like they did with... Um, you remember a couple of years ago when Punk left, they did the tournament and and Rey Mysterio won it. Or no, John Cena. Rey Mysterio won the tournament. John Cena beat Rey Mysterio the same night heel that he is. And then CM Punk came in and he challenged John Cena and they unified the titles right there. Maybe they're going to do something similar like that. Oh, that'd be cool. It would be really cool. It'd be either that or have one of these teams get taken out and have Sasha and Naomi be the mystery team in the tournament. But yeah, I think I'm, they got to um, Bailey's new click, their control, I guess they're called. I'm enjoying like it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I It's really been good. And, and I like how they're always, like, kind of subtly planning stuff. You know, that's that's something Vince hasn't done in a while. Like, like they got Bailey's group walking around backstage, and they pass AJ Styles, and they all just kind of look at him, and, like, you wonder, like, what's going on? Something's going to happen there because they wouldn't have just done that, you know? That's cool. Beacon, That's cool that they're starting to do that. that. Uh, a nice little segue into what you just said. Throughout mm-hmm. the show, if you notice, there were little things like uh, in the background, some of the promos and interviews, you could see there was like a, there was an accident. It seemed to be in the, in the parking lot there, the garage yeah. in the back. And there were like uh, security rushing at one right before they showed AJ Styles. And then, like at the very end, it you know I didn't think about it, but I watched it again, and and it was a subtle thing throughout the program, which led to the very end after 
AJ's and um, Miz's main event match, where yeah. as AJ was celebrating, the security taking down uh, apparently uh, somebody their ringside. Yes, and it was the same. And sure enough, it availed to be Dexter Loomis, and 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 I and I got to watch him back the program again, and there was like certain seeds throughout the show that I didn't like spot the first time watching. That kind of led right. to, and you know that's that's a I mean, gosh, I haven't seen anything like that in the program in ages. But that was that was so genius so, to do to do that. It's much smarter writing, you know. Now the writers are coming up with ideas, and Triple H is making sure that they intersperse things so that they make sense throughout it. They, and and by the way, not for nothing, but if he is cherry picking who he wants to bring back from the old NXT and who he wants to bring up from who is still with NXT, uh, he's doing a great job with it. Like, if you think about it, uh, adding Karrion Cross on SmackDown last week, adding Dexter Loomis, the girls, obviously, it's it's been good. Now there's talk about they're trying to get Johnny Gargano and, and Candice LeRae back in there on Raw. Uh, I, oh, wow. I, there's, there's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good and stuff. And what a match. And then they're With making... Chiampa. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, they're really that... making use of Chiampa. Yeah. If um, if Vince had been in charge, it probably would have been a 30-second squash. Mm-hmm. So I was happy with that. I, I was. I And, and Chiampa, man. Like, the feeling that I had was he was going to burn out on the main roster and just be done. But after seeing what they've kind of done with him these last couple weeks, I, I feel like this guy, he's got some leg room here in WWE on the main roster. I, I think they can really do something with him. And I, I'm curious what you guys think as well with all this. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, but, guys, I'm not kidding when I seriously thought the Champa was going to win that U.S. title last night. He brought out the best in last week. Oh yeah. I mean, yes. What what great chemistry those two had in the ring. Amazing. And and I don't know if I'm like blowing it out of proportion, but if you look at the like the last couple matches that Lashley has had, he looked like he was blowing everybody out of the water. Like Theory didn't look like he belonged in the ring with Lashley. You know? Okay. Uh he well, he didn't look it. Champa uh-huh. Is smaller than Lashley, but he looked like he belonged there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something to that. There's something to I, that. You know, and, um, and and, and it shows yeah, how, how far Lashley has grown as a competitor. I mean, now he's able to bring out the best in others as well. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, he doesn't need to just be. And, and that's that's the biggest difference between him and somebody like uh, like. I'm, I'm not picking on him, I swear, Kathy. But, like, Goldberg. <laughs> like, Goldberg ain't making a whole lot of people look good. You know? He'll make himself look great. And people that hang with him, I guess, look okay by proxy. But the truth is, Lashley helped to make a star last night. And Chiampa certainly did a lot of favors as well. And I can almost hear, hear people groaning now as I say this. Uh, but this is my firm belief. The writing in WWE over the last three weeks has blown AEW out of the water. 
I think it's better creative right now. I think it's uh, better storytelling. I think that it's been more exciting. And I think that if this continues, um, we're not going to be talking at AEW Nip and at WWE Heels anytime soon. I'm not seeing it. And, and not only that, but I feel like they probably reversed a little bit of the momentum. There's no longer that feeling like WWE is a sinking ship that everybody's got to get away from and go to AEW. It doesn't feel like that to me anymore. And it, uh, to, based on the people that I've talked to, it, uh, they don't perceive it that way anymore. It, it's amazing what well, a couple it, of weeks I've done to change the tide. Yeah, it's it's (laughs) it's been so good. And and I'll tell you what, like it's even like contributed to like this podcast because for how long did we sit there and be like, oh, like it's the same, blah blah blah. Tired of talking about it. Nothing new. Got to end early. And it's like all of a sudden, there's just like all these different reasons to get excited. In particular, about AEW or about WWE. If AEW could step up. Man, like we'd really be talking about something special. Yeah. Because say yeah, what you now, will now, about the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, now is the real test for AEW. See if they can like adjust to the new change of the tide. You know what I mean? See if they. Yeah, you know I mean? for sure. They've been used to events for so long. Now it's all of a sudden a whole new ball game. So. Yes. Yeah, and, and it'll be interesting to see. Uh, 914-338-1885. I was just going to say, um, say what you will about the Monday Night Wars. Uh, and they were tough. And it looked really bad at different points for each of the companies. But uh, the bottom line is there was usually, at any given point, one company that was clearly on top. You know? Yeah. And if AEW stepped it up, I think you could have two companies, one a little smaller, one a little less ratings, but in terms of product, you'd have two very competitive programs. If AEW just stepped it up a little bit and WWE continues to do what they're doing, um, Triple H was so smart to incorporate a lot of these NXT people because I think a lot of fans were really disappointed with what NXT had become. That's actually contributed to the AEW thing, I think, growing because, like, a lot of those stars from NXT that people liked were hopping over to AEW. The momentum has changed. That's right. And, and now you hear talk the, the of moment, yeah. certain AEW people wanting to go back. <laughs> right. I just saw. I just saw one. Uh, what did I just say? I'm going to read it to you right now. I got to find it. It it, it was um, Miro, right? Miro, uh, who was Rusev in WWE. Mm-hmm. And somebody tweeted him, who's this guy that's fighting for the title? And then they said to Miro, are you still in AEW? Seems like you had it better in WWE. Oh. Miro liked the tweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I always liked Rusev. I, it, it's a shame to me he's not, like, a top guy somewhere. Mm-hmm. I always thought he could have been and should have been. and Probably will oh, be. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. He's the kind of guy I think that would benefit from going to Japan for a year 
and just like becoming a huge star over there and then coming back. God, wouldn't he be great in Japan? With Triple H in oh, charge. Man. He'd be amazing. He'd be awesome. Because, they, yeah. you know, first of all, it's not an act that you see in Japan all the time. You know, it might might be something you see in Mexico, but it's not something you usually see in Japan. Um, they love... They love those foreign heels, you know? I, I think it would be really good mm-hmm. for them. And a little bit of comedy, Japanese will eat that right up. I, I Yeah. To me, it's, it's a slam dunk. I, I wouldn't have gone to AEW if I were him, but I know the world was much different when he signed there. So uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe in a year or two. that Either that or going back to WWE could be something that he'll be thinking about. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's... Uh, Lots of exciting, and Karrion Cross, by the way, not for nothing. Um, it perplexed me that they let him go. Mm-hmm. It baffled me that they brought him up only to have him, like, lose all those matches real quick to, like, Jeff Hardy and other people. Uh, they stripped away everything about what he was doing in NXT that was great. They took away the manager, Scarlett. Uh, they took away the music. They took away the entrance. They took away the lighting. And they gave him a welder's mask and sent him out there. Oh, what a comeback year he's having so far. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was in Rich Flair's last match card. Yeah, uh, I, I was going to say, I, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, like, having watched that Rick Flair's last match, I was even going to say, because he wrestled, um, wasn't it Davey Boy he wrestled there, I think? Yeah, Harry Smith. Harry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he wrestled Harry Smith, right. So, like, I was looking at that, and, and that was going to be my comment last week, and we never even got to, like, the undercard for the show, really, but, um, man, did WWE miss out on those two. I wouldn't oh, be no shocked doubt. if Harry Smith came back either, because he was there. Oh, great? They had signed him for, like, a year and didn't use him, or six months or whatever it was, and then they let him go. Ah, go, go figure. <laughs> I mean, imagine imagine Harry Smith against Cody Rhodes. Oh, tremendous! Randy Orton. You know, there's there's so many second and third generation talent. It's a shame. It's it's horrible. Mm-hmm. I know horrible. someone asked I on Saturday <clears throat> in the car. If WWE offered you to come back, he goes, for the amount of money I was making, same contract, I'd go back. Yeah, and there are very few who would say no to that. They don't even care about the push as much, generally. No. I remember having a conversation with, um, you know what, it was Danny Inferno of all people, who... He was with Ohio Valley, and he was with WWE for a little bit, and obviously huge on the indies, especially in this area. But Danny Inferno was telling me. I'm pretty sure it was him. If not, Danny, I'm sorry, but I'm going to attribute this to you because I think it was you. He said, like, people used to get down on Santino Morella. Like, why wouldn't he leave there? They're ruining him. They're, They're ruining his credibility, blah, 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 blah. And he's like... I would be Santino Morella, and I would cash that check in a second, and they can do whatever they want with me. And he said, and 95% of the independent wrestlers out there would say the same thing if they could get Santino Morella's money. No doubt. Look at Dolph Ziggler. My God. He's made a career of it. 
Tyler Breeze was he's another one job. for a long time. I remember people used to give Tyler Breeze a hard time, and he's like, listen, like, they're like, I bet you're crying every time, like, you go out there. He's like, well, yeah, I cry every time I go to the bank to cash my check, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Now, Kathy, you, you mentioned wow. it, like, this past weekend, you were at Icons of Wrestling. What was that like? I, I was at the Women's Super 8, which I am going to talk about, by the way. <clears throat> Well, I mean, it wasn't as packed as it usually was, okay? Uh-huh. But they also had the gathering going on down there at Carolina. <laughs> yes. But um, I had to pick up Richie Swan and um, Harry Smith and uh, Tony Nice and Ken Shamrock. Okay. Um, the line for Angle was... <laughs> Crazy. Sure. Uh, well, um, I can't always miss the name. Wardlow. Wardlow, was it? From AEW. Okay. Yeah. He was there. His line was huge. Uh, Gargano was there. Um, I saw a picture of Wardlow and Gargano hanging out. Yeah. Killer Cross was there. Um Yeah. Uh, and that was the day line. after he appeared on SmackDown, he was there. Yep. Buddy Matthews. Yeah. Um, I got to see um, Brian Kedrick, who I haven't seen in ages. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah, he looks great. Um, some of the people couldn't make it because of flights and different reasons. But, you know... Mm-hmm. But the show, you know, the show Battleground went on great. And they're going to do a show yeah. in December. <clears throat> and like they said, <clears throat> the 2300 Arena will be named, renamed back to the ECW Arena for one night. Oh, cool. Okay. And it's going to be an ECW theme night. Okay. Um. I'm pretty sure they announced that, you know how they have the banners up in the wall and everything? Mm-hmm. Well, Van Damme's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was, I mean, it was a fun time. I mean, um, driving over with Richie Swan and Harry Smith, um, you know, Richie, they were commenting about where they're going to do WrestleMania. And I said, mm-hmm. oh, that's right there at the link. And Richie's like, you know, I was talking about numbers. I said, Richie, got to remember, they're also going to be seats on the floor, on the ground. He's like, true. Yeah. Um, you know, Ken said the same thing. Uh, Tony Meese, you know, He's such a nice guy, Tony. Oh, my gosh. And it was his birthday. Oh, Tony's awesome. I miss seeing Tony. Yes. As a matter of fact, I was calling him. I said, "Um, yeah, um, AEW's coming to Philly soon. He goes, yeah, in September. I said, yeah. I'm putting my order in for tickets now. He went, okay. When is that again? Because it's the end of September. 
Sal. I'll probably be on my mini moon, my honeymoon. I think it is. I think yeah. it's the 28th, matter of fact. You think but Kelly would let me leave the bed and breakfast to go to that? She'll kill you. <laughs> That'll be the we'll just have to wedding it. ever. <laughs> we'll be getting divorced on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was one thing that's weird, though, at the uh, show. Yeah, yeah, really. They had... Um, <laughs> Um, Charlie Hawes was there. Haven't seen Charlie in ages. Um, oh man, yeah. The last match was Amita and Tony Myers from FM, FL, FMW yeah. against Bully Ray and oh my gosh, who was his partner? I forget who his partner was. <laughs> right, but. Trust me, by that time I was exhausted and I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> that was a long day. <laughs> I mean, we met, we all met for breakfast early. Then I go to the yeah. um, hotel and Rob's like, get Harry and um, Rich. I said, okay. So I'm calling Rich's number. No answer. Calls wife. No answer. And, you know, she sends me the correct number. Harry comes out. I'm like, all right, I'll be back. I walked in. I went, could you ring Rich Swan's room, please? And the guy's laughing. And he goes, yeah, he had a 10 o'clock wake-up call. I went, yeah, good luck on that one. Ring his room. <laughs> <laughs> he he rings the room and goes, here you go. You can talk to him. He answers. He's like, hello. And I went, it's your mother. Get your butt downstairs now. He went, right. All right. He goes, all right, Mom, I'm coming. He goes, give me ten. I said, you got five. <laughs> he made it down. That's cool. That's cool. But, um, you That's know, you cool. see somebody, like, I haven't, and then uh, one of my guys was there at the show and his wife, um, one man gang. Oh, oh cool. Love me some Akeem. And his wife, little Mary. Have you guys ever met Mary? Little Mary gang. No, I never met her. Well, Mary's about barely five foot. Mm-hmm. She is the sweetest little southern person you ever want to meet besides Stro. Oh. Now. What about me? You're not southern. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hurt you, Brady, so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, maybe you can help me. Do you remember when um, Gang wrestled with, under um, Skandar Akbar? Yeah. I do. Alright, do mm-hmm. you remember his partner? He was Samoan something or other? Uh, Manu, the Samoan warrior or something? Yeah, the Australian guy, right? No. No, no. Uh, I'm not sure. Well, ironically, he, he lives in Woodstown, New Jersey. 
Okay. So he came over, he came over to the, the convention. Here, I used to work with him at the hospital. Wow, okay. He never told anybody about wrestling, ever. And now he That's works funny. with Cooper, and he's really high up in the Cooper organization. Okay. Okay, funny. I mean, it was so good to see him and Gang and Mary. Mary, matter of fact, sent me a message. I said, you know, did you guys get home okay? She goes, oh, yeah, honey, we stopped at Winn-Dixie, dropped the truck off, uh, did the laundry, went home. And she's okay. such a sweetheart. And gang, you know, we got a picture together, and it's so funny because there's gang, there's me, and there's little Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Strauss, on the 20th, I'm going up to this big autograph Russell something or other in North Jersey. Oh, cool. Um, if you have a shirt that I could wear with your name on it. <laughs> okay. There's a, certain, there's, a certain, there's a certain person that's going to be there. Oh, okay. I'll I see already if I asked round up for you. I already asked Stevie, and he says if I have to make one, I'll send it to you. That's funny. Yeah, I'll see if I can get one for you. That's funny. You wear both shirts. You look pretty buff. Uh, <laughs> that was so wrong, Brady. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, Kathy, I, I did get your voicemail about uh, Eric Redbeard. Thank you for passing along my information to him. I, I've i been trying to get in touch with the guy for years, so that was very nice of you. Thank you. He was just, he was so nice. I walked over and I said something. He's great, him. yeah. I go, do you remember Brady Hicks? And he went, yeah, he wrote a story about us start, our coming, yeah, yeah, our yeah. coming out cool. story. And I went, yeah. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. Introducing you. I didn't yeah. know <laughs> Yeah. I told him and everything. He's like, oh, give me his number. Is it okay? Here you go. Cool. Cool. Now, I appreciate that. Thank you. No um, problem. That was so funny. It was so weird for me because, like, I did this story. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I've talked about it on the show probably even last week. But, like, so I used to write this column for PWI called Introducing. And you're basically taking, like, an unknown talent and you're, like, introducing them to everybody and you're being, like, you know, they're going to make it big and, like, you know, basically highlighting people before they became famous. And I've, I've done so many. I had Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and um, uh, Arya Davari, uh, this, uh, Madison Rain. There's been so many of them. And uh, one of them was this guy, Thoris Marius, just a German wrestler. Didn't really know a whole lot about him. I just thought he was one of those that, like, you know, I wrote about him, and he, he tried, and he didn't make it, and he's just wrestling independently or whatever. And not, not that there's anything wrong with that. And, uh, you know, separately enjoying the career of the Wyatt family, and, and um, I forget his name. You know, the Redbeard, Eric Redbeard. I forget what the, oh, what were they calling him? I forget now. Anyway. Eric Redbeard. Anyway. <laughs> Eric Rowan, Rowan that's Eric it. Rowan. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'm enjoying <laughs> Eric Rowan. Brody Lee was another one who I had done for the introducing column before he was really anybody. Um, but yeah, so I'm watching Eric Rowan, and like I'm enjoying his stuff. I'm enjoying you know watching him and Luke Harper and everything. Uh, Brody 
And uh, when when Eric gets released, I see a comment, or not a comment, I see um, some notes about him that say he might go back to using his old ring name, Thoreth Marius. I had no idea they were the same guy. Because I had only <laughs> done the interview over the phone, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, we connected and everything, but, like, yeah, I had no idea. So it was pretty wild to, like... Anyway, thank you for that, Kathy. That was very nice. Of you. No, no problem whatsoever. He was such a nice guy. Yeah, he he's he's awesome. He he really is cool. And and he's gonna he's gonna be back with somebody and and making it big. I mean, he he was just great at what he did, for sure. Um, and I'm sure he still is. Um, now for my part, I was over at the Women's Super Eight. Um, that was across the river in Paulsboro, New Jersey. And uh, I got to do the show, actually, that my commentary partner for the night was Kaya McKenna, who we've had on the show before, okay. the uh, the Good Witch. She, If you remember, we did the interview with her, and she stuck around for the whole show, callers and everything. Yeah. So, God bless her. And she stuck around with me for uh, three hours, so I guess we had a good time. <laughs> it was great, though. Uh, you know, Erica Lee won the uh, trophy. I definitely recommend people check it out on... Um, on YouTube, if you just search ECWA 1967, the whole show's up for free on there, so be sure to check it out. And, uh, yeah, lots of great stuff. And, and the um, the ECWA, the next show, Kathy, is actually the week before the wedding. It's September 17th, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be a double header. The ECWA, they're going to do a, a tag team Super 8, first time in years they've done that. And uh, they're also going to do the uh, Pretzelmania show in the evening, which is the okay. 55th anniversary of ECWA, which is crazy to believe. But, um, yeah. So. But it was a great time. Thank, uh, you know, thank Have they never been in the tag teams yet? To, uh... Yes, they did. Uh, so it's going to be um, the Outfielders, which I guess is um, Boomer Hatfield and... Uh, something Shay, I forget Shay, Shay McGuire, I I think something like that. Um, the main event out of New York, and then um, Erica Lee and her partner uh, Boar, so uh, Gummy Boar, is going to be the uh, the third tag team so far. So. By the way, full-on uh, intergender for ECWA, and um, the women, you know, against the men have really stepped up. Uh, I forgot, actually, so Killian McMurphy was supposed to be in the, uh, the women's Super 8. He, uh, he said he was going to do what Erica Lee couldn't and win the other tournament. <laughs> but, oh, jeez. Uh, she came out, and um, she came out dressed like Sonic the Hedgehog, and then attacked him, and then put the medal around her neck. And, you know, once you put the medal around your neck, it's official. So, Erica Lee took his spot in the tournament. So, it was a great <laughs> show, I guess. <laughs> Just search ECWA 1967 on YouTube, and, and you'll find it right there. Like I said, it was a lot of fun. A lot, really cool. And, um, yeah, things have been really good. Things have been really, really, really good in wrestling lately. And uh, I'm about to bring them down. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, we're going to go to Malcolm out in Orlando and, and talk with him. Uh, what's going on, pal? How you doing, brother? 
Well, you know, I was going, brother. I'm getting closer and closer. I'm meeting the big guy, the champ, my champ, Hulk Hogan. And when it goes what down, what's gonna do when Mania runs wild on you, brother? Remember, remember Brady when they were in the Hershey Park Arena, September 1987, and the Hulk came out the Macho Man gets the Honky Tonk Man and the Hit Man and the Anvil were holding his arms and he hit him with the guitar. And they started the mega powers. Well, in the back, Hogan. Brett was always you up know, to me. We don't know what we're doing, brother. But when we yeah. lock hands, we, the whole world might explode, dude. Well, that's what's going to happen when I meet Hulk Hogan. I've waited a long time. A lot of things, a lot of things have happened to me, and nothing is on earth is. It's like Black Sunday, Super Bowl 18. Nothing on earth that <laughs> ran past blocked or or punted could stop Malcomania from meeting his champion in October and November, whenever it goes down here in Orlando. And if anybody gets in my way, I had a, I had a, I had a um, cadence song in the Army. I'm a steamroller, baby, and I'm a rolling over you. So don't get in my way when I'm meeting the champ, man. <laughs> Stand back. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Stand and back. You've met the Hulkster. You, you've met the Hulkster a couple times now. What do you do to stand out? Because that with Hulk Hogan too, February nineteenth. Yeah. And he gave me. Well, what do you do? Does he remember you? Oh, I know he knows me. Ron Howard. Yeah. You should hear Ron Howard's recording when you call his number. You call his number, you get a recording, and Hulk Hogan talks about my greatest Hulkamaniac, Ron Howard, man. Uh, you know, and, and he talks like Hulk Hogan used to talk. You know. And then I want the Hulkster to know I was in Target on Saturday just doing my basic shopping, you know, and I got a new yeah. room. And there's this lady here in Orlando. Her name is Teresa, and she's got a daughter, Trina. And there's some great people in here rent rooms at this house I'm in. I'm on the top floor. And I just put in some shades tonight. So, you know, no offense to any of the wrestlers or anything, because I know, you know, this might offend some of them, but I hope it doesn't. It's really directed at the wrestling fans. So no more perverts looking into my shades. If you want whoa, to hear some guy's whoa. body, watch. Yeah, we don't yeah. use that word, Malcolm. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I'm sick and tired That's of okay. people following me around. I mean, it, yeah. i got a wife. What's their excuse, Brady? I bought a, a, I don't a know, license man. plate, a fake license plate in a gift shop one time in Baker. It's uh, the town just before you get... Uh, you get in the Nevada borderline between California. It's about oh, 34 miles or, uh, from the from the California, you know, the very tip of California before you get to Nevada. And it's a truck yeah. stop. And I was in there a long time ago, and it says um, it says um, uh, what was it? It says um, uh, I I got a wife. Uh, um, something about I got a wife, so why don't you get one or something like that? Uh, okay. No, it, it says this, Brady. California, I've upped my standards, so up yours. <sighs> okay. I think that says it all, don't you? And as far as sure. Harry Smith, I was talking about Harry Smith. Harry is one of the nicest guys in wrestling I've ever met him. In the, I met him at the Call for Alley Club. I met him at Big Time Wrestling. I met him down in Southern California. Harry's one of the, he's the sunny baby boy Smith of the British Bulldogs. 
and and I even talked to him about his dad and Dynamite Kid, and I used to go to the Arco Arena, and I used to hold up a big British flag at one event that would take on the Islanders, and Davey Boy Dynamite came by, and I was right by the rail, and they smacked my hand coming by, and I was pumped, man. They had me tell the whip, and then I, I was just ready. I was screaming my head up. I told Tom and Haku, you know, I couldn't help it. I was pulling for the Bulldogs, you know, but, you know, because I, I love the British Bulldogs, and Tama and Haku both told me, they were a great tag team. Now, we're, you know, we're not offended or anything. Because I told the Islanders I like them. They, I think they were better mm-hmm. as a bad guy team with Bobby the Brain Heenan as their manager than they ever were as good guys. They just didn't, they just didn't, you know, nobody accepted them until they turned bad. When they turned bad, they they were the best. They, they were the best bad guy tag team except for Demolition back then. I mean, they were vicious. I do Tom agree and with and that. Vicious. Yeah. You know, and um, I just, you know, Brady, um, I want to send out accolades uh, to people. Um, I met a, um, uh, he rented me a storage shed here in Orlando. Remember I was telling you about that hotel room uh, that I'm not there anymore. This lady, uh, Teresa, rented me this room upstairs and I'm living here in Orlando and uh, and I'm, I'm enjoying my room. I was just straightening it up. I went to Target, bought me mm-hmm. some shades and a curtain rod, and I bought me, uh, I bought me, uh, I got a mini fridge in here, and I bought me one of those yoga mats, you know, to put underneath it in case it leaks, you know, because okay. I'm the, I'm the full, I'm the full meal deal, Jack. You know, I, I, I am like my dad, jack of all trades. I, I, I come across a solution, uh, a problem. I'm looking immediately for a solution, Brady. You know, and I just want everybody, you know, in the Bay Area that was at that event. I think it was last Friday. I told you about it, or the Friday before. Um, sure. You know, I want them to know. I hope they had a really good time. Uh, do me a favor, Brady. If you talk to Davina Rose Bailey, tell her I said hello. I haven't seen her since December 2012. I remember Goggles. Um, he put he was on the referees, um, and he wasn't that popular at big time wrestling. But he put me on his cell phone, and I was talking to her and her boyfriend at the time. I used to yell this at, at the big time wrestling match because his name was Aaron Solo, and I go Aaron Solo. I used to yell that when he was in the ring. It just give him super energy, man. And then with Bray, and then when Bailey was in the corner, Davina Rose, I'd go, Davina, Davina. And all of a sudden, she'd get this energy from from out of nowhere. I mean, she was talking on taking on this big Japanese wrestler. She can remember you. Yeah. Oh yeah, she knows me by heart. We took pictures, Brady. I took pictures with her. I watched her for six years at Big Time Wrestling, mostly at the Newark Pavilion, other in Sunnyvale, at Fremont High Schools and places like that. And Bailey, um, Davina Rose, man, I took pictures with her when she had her braces on. You know, so, you know, we we weren't just, you know, I was just her fan. We were, we were me and, me and Davina were best friends. And I hope she hasn't forgotten me because... I had a lot of fun hanging with her and Jason Stiles and Ryan Von Cool and the Ballard brothers, you know, in the back taking pictures. And Hawkeye, I gotta say, the best, one of the best wrestlers ever. His dad was a legend, Woody Farmer in Northern California and all over. But um, Hawkeye Shane Cody um, is one of oh, probably the best independent wrestlers ever. Yeah, I, mean, I remember and him. Jason Stiles. 
Jason Styles told me he actually wrestled in TNA at one time. I don't remember that, but he said he did. I must have missed that. But man, I'm telling you, competed with his brother. I I was in charge. Jason and AJ. And I'm looking in the toy department, and there they are, replicas of the Hulkster. And I'll pity the fool, Mr. T, when they teamed up at WrestleMania uh, in 1985, and I was in Korea. I still want to meet Mr. T. They've got an actual cap, a baseball cap, in with his figure, and it's got red and yellow Hulkamania, the 1985 caps. I've never got oh, that. Cool. Man, Hogan's got, Hogan's got his eagle belt, you know, and he's got they've got different faces. They've got, like, smiling, and they've got a mean, you know, like Hogan. When Hogan had his eyes, you know, and he was wired, you know, when Hogan, when Hogan was doing interviews, he'd go, well, you know something, brother? You know, when you look in my eyes, like like he's doing, um, they're doing uh, Pile Driver, the wrestling album, too, in 87. And, and they're going through uh, each, everybody talking, and the macho man goes, uh, he goes, I got some real bad news. And Elizabeth goes, and it may involve your body. You've been talking too much, too loud. Too long, and then Coco Beware goes, and you, but you ain't scaring nobody. Yeah, and then the JYD goes, you know, talk is cheap when you can't think your promise of destruction. <laughs> because of me, I think I, I think you'll see. And then Hogan goes, you're a one man show. And that, and when Hogan was doing that, his eyes, man. When Hogan had those eyes, man, he used to. I used to get wired. I, I would, Hulk, I would feel it when you had that look in your eyes like you were going to rip somebody's wall down. I, I mean, it used to get me energized. I remember I had to do a PT final at the National Guard, and I saw him and the Macho Man, they teamed up on the Mega Powers, and we took the PT final the next day on Sunday. Man, I almost maxed that sucker. Uh, Hulk, the mania was just running wild for me. I couldn't, I couldn't settle down. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost maxed the push-ups, almost maxed the sit-ups. And I matched the two-mile run. And Sergeant Bird goes, Malcolm, where are you getting this energy? Certainly not from the Raiders. And I go, the what? <laughs> yeah, I got to go Steve Austin. I did that even before he was doing that, you know, when he was stone uh-huh. I, I didn't tell Steve. Back in 87, uh, Sergeant Bird goes, wow, man, I know you're not getting this from the Raiders in L.A. And I go, the what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I, got you, I can't believe Brady. I missed him June 22nd, but you know what? That old song, ain't nothing stopping me now, however it goes. Uh, right. Ain't no stopping me now. Cause me and Hogan, man, when me and the Hulkster are locking eyes, brother, you're going to feel the tremor <laughs> like the earthquake is there. You're going to feel it, baby. Because me and the horse, we're going to lock, baby. And I'm getting as many pictures with the champ as I want to. You know, and and I don't care. I'm, I mean, I got to get pictures. pictures. I want to get. <laughs> yeah. But, Brady, I got this belt about at Hogan's Beach Shop. They sell it at the WWE Shop. It comes with a yellow case and red Hulkamania on the top of it and a zipper in the back. And the belt has the eagle. It has the eagle uh, faceplate on it. And and the belt is not black. The strap, it is red and yellow in tie-dye. 
And for Hogan to sign this for me, man, I am going to, when he signs it for me, I am going to go through the roof. I remember about four years ago, I was down here, and Hulk goes, you know, uh, you know, uh, he says, uh, he says, hey, Matt, you maxed out two credit cards at my beach shop. <laughs> he said, you can run, jump, fly, yell, whatever you want to do in this shop. You spend that money at my beach shop. You know, Hulk, I want to be such a good actor that I can, I can make money buying uh, merchandise for you as much as I want. You know, I, I want to do that. Yeah, man. I, I don't care about the money, Brady. I don't care about the money and the fame. But for Hogan, I'll do that because, I mean, the things he did for me as a fan in the 80s, I don't, I don't care about the other stuff. But, man, the Saturday night's main event, he's the only wrestler that had his own cartoon show on CBS Saturday morning in 85. And Roddy Piper and uh, the new edition and, and some other people did a, a segment the night before on Friday night. And the Hogan, Hogan's, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling premiered. Man, I love the live, live segments with Don Morocco and Tito Santana and Captain Lou Albano. And, and when Moolah and, and uh, me and Gene were doing an interview and they're, they're saying that some people, you know, they dress their dogs up to look like them, you know, and, uh, and me and Gene's dog was wearing a red tie. And Moolah had, Moolah's dog had glasses on it with dollar signs. I mean, that was funny stuff. <laughs> Anybody says. And then the Saturday night's main event. When George the Animal Steel, when me and Gene was doing, he was searching for George, and he found him in his bathtub with a rubber ducky. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. How about when, I think it was the first one, I missed it, but I, somebody sent it to me on recording when, when I found about video kids on the Internet uh, in 99. I got all 25 uh, Saturday night main events. And I saw this one. I was over in Korea, and I missed the main event. was Hulk Hogan taking on Nikolai Volkov a flag match, the American flag against the Russian flag, and then uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who's one of my favorite wrestlers, teamed up with uh, the USA Express, Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, Captain Lou was managing uh, against, um, what's it, um, I think it was, I, I think it was Mr. Fuji and Don Morocco yeah. and somebody else, right. you know, and it was, man, I just love that stuff, I don't care what... The time when uh, Uncle Elmer, Mary Joyce and Piper came out there and protested against everybody, and then and then Jesse the Body Ventura, they're they're having a, like uh, um, after the wedding, they're having a reception, you know, at Saturday night's mm-hmm. main event, and Mr. Wonderful mm-hmm. and Hulk Kogan, you know, they were best of friends, mm-hmm. and, and they were going to knock out Jesse mm-hmm. Ventura because he was making fun of Joyce and Elmer's wedding. I talked to Mr. Mm-hmm. Wonderful about that. And he says, well, he's, you know, Mr. Wonderful goes, all right, Malcolm, uh, Jesse had it coming. <laughs> I was doing him because he was making fun of his wedding, you know. I, I, I don't care, Brady. I like the hillbillies. I like Cousin Junior. I like I liked Uncle Elmer. And I loved Hillbilly Jim. You know, don't go messing with a country boy. I mean, I took that to heart, you know. And nobody's ever going to take away that era from my life in wrestling. That was Rick Flair was champion. Dusty Rhodes was the biggest challenger. The Road Warriors were on top. You had the Horsemen, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, uh, Ole Anderson, and J.J. Dillon, along with Flair. You know, you had the Rock and Roll Express. That was the best time for wrestling for me. I don't give a damn what anybody says. Uh, uh, you know, I support man. what's going on, but, you know, I'll support. There's a guy here, John. He's, I think he's a bigger wrestling fan than me. His dad was in World War II. He was in the Navy. 
Um, and okay. um, his dad was on his ship. And John wants me to go to a wrestling match with him. He's dying. He's met he's met more wrestlers than I have. He's an older guy than me. But I told John, wow. we're going to go. I'm going to go with you. And I, I'm going to tear it up when I go to a match. I'm going to tell everybody, you know, this is an A and B wrestling night, so see your way out of it. Okay? It's between him and me. I love it, brother. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Oh, hi, I Papa Scrow. Um, <laughs> Papa Scrow, you are perfect, as Julie Newmar would say to Catwoman. I mean, when you were... Would you say he's uh, Mr. Perfect? No, I'd say ah, he's ah. perfect, like Julie Newmar said. She said that to me, and I would, would say, do you strap? Uh, could you say he's perfect like Scott Hall? Like, hey, perfecto. <laughs> no, he's more perfect like Kurt hey, Henning, perfecto. Mr. Perfect. But you know what, Brady, it's kind of ironic you mentioned Scott Hall because they were a tag team in AWA back in 85, 86. I remember, I'm, yeah. I remember that. Scott Hall had blonde, curly hair. And he, re- he was wrestling. They were interviewing him on AWA, and he was wrestling alligators. I remember that because I told Scott. He had a mustache, you know? Yeah. And I want to say hello to Kevin Nash. I want to say hello to Kevin Nash and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I hope Kevin Nash is there when I meet Hogan here in Orlando because I love this stuff. You know, Kevin Nash, I'm going to say this big to Kevin Nash. I'm going to say this to you right now. Yep. <laughs> Malcolm, it was great to talk to you, brother. You're the man, dude. You guys have a good week, okay? You too, man. Take care of yourself. Love you. All right. Bye-bye. All right, cool. (laughs) I love talking to Malcolm. Uh, All right. So let's, um, we're up again. I, I wasn't just forcing them off. We are up against a commercial break, so we're going to take that right now. I'm going to regroup on the other side, and uh, we'll take your phone calls as well. 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we'll be right back. Hey, this is a Total Package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast, and I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday... 9 p.m. Eastern. Just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fist, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off the uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get, get nasty. 
Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Ding, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my own. Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... Well, what's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Asher, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the loss. Did you have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, if you rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out, WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Oh, 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network. VOCNation.com. 914-338-1885 is the number if you want to call in tonight. Brady Hicks in the stroke. Kathy had to head out. Uh, but like I said, we are going to be taking your calls, and, and we'll hang out for at least a little bit more. I don't know how late I'm going to go, because I haven't been sleeping much lately. Uh, once again, 914-338-1885. Uh, Stro, before we kind of jump back in with everything, uh, tell people a little bit about what you got going on. Oh, well, uh, Thursday night, 19 Eastern Standard Time, WCW Retro returns to VSNation.com. And um, our big topic discussion this Thursday night, we'll be uh, talking the highlights of the career of the Big Boss Man. Uh, One of my favorites. Bubba Rogers. Yeah, Ray Trailer, man. So if you've got any cool Big Boss Man Ray Trailer stories, uh, please call in. Looking forward to that. Uh, what, what a great guy he was, man. Awesome. Um, one of the best big men in the business, hands down. Um, yes. And then you he have, can whirl uh, a nightstick like nobody, too. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he was good at that. Real good. Um, yeah. Friday night, uh, the Stroh Zone, my horse sci-fi show at midnight Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Maestro. Uh, the feature for Friday night will be the Wasp Woman from back in the day. So please get into that. <laughs> the Wasp Woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely dated the Wasp Woman. <laughs> uh, but I bet you that was something to remember. Oh my god! Wow, man! You know you got to be real careful how you um, get into it. But it worked out okay. Uh, <laughs> it was and Saturday. Oh my goodness! Saturday yeah. I'll be a uh, guest at the uh, Greenville, North Carolina Comic Con at the Greenville Convention Center in Greenville, North Carolina. Uh, I'll be there from 10 a.m. What's the day? Uh, and then that night, I'm going to be doing guest commentary for Shockwave Wrestling Entertainment at the Craven County Fairgrounds in Newburgh, North Carolina. This will be the last event for the season. So be sure if you're in the area to check out uh, Great Net of Wrestling for Shockwave Wrestling. And for more information, go to Shockwave Wrestling Entertainment on Facebook. And uh, to announce... To announce also announced that um, I have a new ser- horror sci-fi comedy series uh, yes. that'll, be stre- that'll be streaming in the fall called Stroh's Sinister Cinema, in which the trailer is out, the teaser trailer is out now. You can check out on YouTube.com. Just go to YouTube.com and type in Stroh. It's like the three S's. Every word starts with an S. Stroh's Sinister okay. Cinema. And put that in the search, check it out, and I'll be done soon. Yeah, exactly. And I hope you <laughs> enjoyed the, <laughs> the trailer. It was a lot of fun to film and great cast of characters. And uh, but yeah, check it out on YouTube.com. Stroh Sinister Cinema teaser trailer. And yeah, uh, it looks a fun. lot like um, it looks a lot like when I used to stay up late at night just to watch The Crypt Keeper, like that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's cool. It, it, it's a lot of fun. That's it was really a lot cool. of fun to film. Yeah, and I'm really excited. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So when does that start again? You said it, it, it's it, it premieres in the fall, like towards. I, I, okay. I'm, you're projecting towards 
October towards like around Halloween and so forth. Nice. On that time. Okay. Uh, from the trailer that you guys sent, it looks absolutely amazing that you sent. So I, I can't wait to uh, to check it out. <laughs> yes. That's great. Oh man. So, uh, <laughs> I did want to mention, because we were talking about Dexter Loomis earlier, and um, I think... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this, right? So, like, obviously, there's a lot of potential with that persona. Uh, because, like, it's scary, and it's intense, and it's funny all at the same time. And it's so rare that you can get all all three of those in one kind of fell swoop, you know? But I was thinking, mm-hmm. uh, they're missing a golden opportunity if they don't bring up Indy Hartwell to be with him once they... Because, oh, I mean, on NXT, that pair was like mm-hmm. gold together. Oh, they were great. And I she's doing so. nothing now, basically, you know? So it'll be perfect. Right. Oh, man, that'd be amazing. And there's the natural... Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And there's the natural tie-in because Theory's up there already, so they can play off all that. And it's not even like you could say, oh, well, like, you know, that was on NXT, nobody watches it. Granted, not everybody watches it, but it's on the same friggin' network. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, that's I think, great. I think oh, it'd be man. perfect. So I Absolutely. Now I'm like, I'm really excited about that. I'm, I'm hoping that that's going to come true. I'll, I'll be disappointed if it doesn't. But, uh, right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Yeah. And uh, not for nothing, I also want to mention today is the 30th anniversary of Scott Hall joining WWE as Razor Ramon, a persona wow. that I think in a lot of ways changed wrestling. Oh wow. Yeah. Can you believe it's been that long? Wow. Crazy. No, I can't. I real I I still remember him like, you know, walking around the streets of Havana, you know, <laughs> yeah, or wherever he was, Miami, I guess he was Miami probably, but just like those <laughs> vignettes were incredible. I remember like the one time like, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like he uh, he took the lady's apple, and she's like, yo, you got a problem, and he goes. No, Chica, you got a problem. <laughs> it was great. Apparently, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard this, that Vince McMahon loved the voice and the character and everything, but he had never seen Scarface. So he had no idea oh, wow. that, like, a lot of that Razor Ramon was based off of Scarface. Oh, man. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So let's see. Anything else? Lex Luger's been in the news a lot lately. I don't know if you saw, but um, I I I don't know. Was it at the gathering? I think it was at the gathering. But he's been mm-hmm. confined to a wheelchair for a little while now. Well, he yeah. was able to get out of the wheelchair and walk around a little bit, which was really great to see. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They said he's doing a lot better. So I'm, I'm really good. And, and, like, honestly, like, I saw a promo that he did online uh, not that long ago, 
And, like, I don't know, like, I mean, obviously, he lost a lot of weight from when he was, like, in his prime. He lost a lot of muscle mass, but, like, his face looked mm-hmm. fuller. It looked like a much better color. He just looked a thousand percent healthier than he has the last, like, mm-hmm. 15 years. You right. know? So I was really That's happy great, to dude. see that. And, and obviously, Lex is a huge, huge friend of the show between you and Kathy, and, and he's come on here a couple times now and talked with us and stuff, and he's just been nothing but a top-notch guy. Um, I'm really glad to see that things look look to be getting better for him, and I hope that they continue. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lex is the man. That's awesome. So, <laughs> did you see... Uh, did you see the Ric Flair stuff from uh, Puerto Rico this weekend? <laughs> oh, yeah. Him and Carlos getting a shoving contest or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Carlos wow. just starts swinging at him, and Flair's just, like, flopping all around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. I guess he's back now. That was his last match, but now, now he's going to have a million angles, so... <laughs> you know, he's just dying to come back and be in Charlotte's corner again. Uh, That'd be his imagine? favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah, he's he would so be a good manager for somebody, though. Yeah, he would. Blair would. He really would. It's a shame he's not doing more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. be great. But it's cool though. It it's cool. So I, I was just reading this report here. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I, you know what? I think he would have had um mm-hmm. had that not happened with that episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I think he was like set to, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just looking at this list of everybody that Triple H has like. Some of these, like, major changes that Triple H has made in just, like, well, I guess it's, like, 10 days now where he's running things, you know? But, like, he brought back Dakota Kai, Io Shirai. Mm-hmm. Uh, he put Max Dupree back in Maximum Male Models, which, by the way, that that gimmick, I'm sure it's going to get old fast, but it's still one of the funniest things on TV right now. The, the whole It's a total Vince gimmick, but yeah. I love it, you know? It's uh, and Max Dupree like makes it with his facial expressions and everything. Uh, Eli Drake, you know. Yeah. Um, so he's back. That guy's gold, man. Car- oh yeah. <laughs> Apparently Vince wasn't a fan of him, so they took him out and they replaced him with one of the girls from NXT. But now they're mm. both there, so <laughs> it's great. Uh, Carrie oh, and yeah. Scarlett, uh, uh, um, Dexter Loomis, obviously. So there's a lot there's a lot to get excited about. Um, like I said, just the way they treated Kevin Owens last night, uh, they just had him go in there. No more joke, you know. He just went in there and just just destroyed um, Ezekiel. Right. Like as a fan of Kevin Owens, like that was such a long time coming. He can do comedy, but that don't mean he's got to do comedy all the time. Mm-mm. He's a big dude, and like, he's intimidating. I I think that I think it yeah I I think it's smart to to treat him more that way. So, I I hope they build him towards maybe eventually Lashley. 
That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, it'd be really... And, like, that'd be somebody who could, like, beat Lashley, and you could feasibly say, like... Yeah, like, I could see that, you know? It's not, like, it's totally unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Unlike half the roster against Lashley. And they would have some good matches, I think. Lashley and uh, Owen. Yeah. Yeah, they would. They'd be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, one last one, and I, I found this interesting just because I was such a fan. So you remember back in the day, more than 20 years ago, they were doing the invasion after after they bought WCW, after after Vince bought WCW. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You remember how they brought DDP in and he was the Undertaker oh, yeah, stalker yeah. for, for his wife? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which is so stupid. Anybody who knows DDP, that was like about the worst miscast that you could make, you know. But he he did his best with it, and you know he got to feud with Taker, which is great for him and everything. Apparently, that was a role that they that they wanted Steve Austin to do as a heel, and he turned it down. Mm. He was going to be the Undertaker's stalker, or oh, the wow. Undertaker's wife's stalker. You know, I don't I don't know if the people would have bought that though. I don't either. Either, yeah, Austin. Yeah. I'm glad it didn't work out that way. I actually wish DDP didn't get saddled with it. It, it should have been somebody oh, yeah. that was, like, young and hadn't done so much, you know? Too bad Dexter wasn't around when that was going on. Dexter oh, he would have been great if that Dexter Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His, his facial expression. He is, like... You're right, like, because I always thought he kind of has that, like, that look, like, you remember when Stone Cold first started being Stone Cold when he was, like, more of a serial killer type? That's yeah. Dexter Loomis. You know he was studying Steve Austin tape. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, he's been great as a stalker today. That'd have been perfect. <laughs> That'd have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and he never talks. I, I would have loved it. And him against The Undertaker, man, back in the day. Oh, oh, book oh it. man. Book it. Book it. Take my Especially mind. if you didn't just have Taker roll right over him, you know? Like, you drag right. that some bitch out, and it would have been awesome. Oh, yeah. God, it would have been so good. Man, what a great fantasy segment. I'll take that. Right. I'll take that. Oh, man. <sighs> All right, Stro. I guess I'm tapping out. Yeah. I, I can't think of anything else unless you have something. I uh, oh, we co- we covered a lot already. Other than yeah, the AEW stuff, we're having all kinds of stuff going on AEW. In AEW, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, they got for people. Sure. We talked about earlier about them. Some of them wanting to cross over and. Mm-hmm. You're gonna and, see uh, more of that, by the way. And and uh, I I saw an article, you know, how Tony's been like hugging everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just, evidently, some people don't want to hug back. <laughs> evidently. I heard Cesaro didn't want to hug him. Oh. <laughs> it's Good funny, great. but you know what? Like the jumping back and forth, that's going to make it more exciting. Like. That was one of the great things about the Attitude Era, and it's something they tried to do with the brand split, but they, 
it just never felt right because like people just jump all the time anyway, so it wasn't like it was special. You know? Right. But like during like the attitude area, you know, like I turn into like Nitro and like Jeff Jarrett is there and then like you know, I I, I turn into like Raw and I see like Chris Jericho made the jump. You know, like there was always somebody jumping. And it mm-hmm. made it great. It really did. Um, it's almost a shame that they have such long contracts because yeah. now it's like a lot more predictable when somebody's going to jump, but you know, you do still get those surprises, you know, where, oh, they let the contract lapse, nobody realized it, blah, blah, blah. Um, you just got it with Adam Cole, for example, but um, if guys are jumping to both sides, it's going to make both shows a whole lot better, and it's going to make wrestling bigger, which is... Yeah. What's been sorely missed for the last 25 years. Well, 20 years at least. So, so. you think... I'm hearing conflicting reports. I'm hearing that, that Punk is... CM Punk is... Uh, going to take longer time to heal than other reports are saying that he's already walking now and needs to be back soon, that type of thing. So I really don't know what to believe at this point. It's, it's gonna be back no, I don't either. I heard they wanted him back for the September All-In so they could unify the titles. Yeah. Um, I I also heard that that probably is pushing it. That's a shame for their biggest mm-hmm. show of the year, by the way. But yeah. I also wouldn't rush him back. I mean, a broken foot isn't really something that you want to, you know. That you, you can't do that before the body's ready to do it, usually, or else you just kind of make it worse and take longer. And so you still I, have a match with, with Moxley, who, who pretty much goes all yeah. out. You know, I really hope he comes in at 100%. I would think so. I, I mean, that, that's, that would be my recommendation if they asked me. And, and Moxley's doing a fine job as interim champion. It's not like you need Punk on those shows. I mean, you've got a lot of talent, some of which you're underutilizing, you know, so you don't need You'll be Punk. him and Jerry. It'll be him and Jericho this Wednesday. He's defending it against Jericho, the inter- interim championship against Jericho on Dynamite. Okay. That's yeah. A, yeah, that's so. cool. They had a great feud for the title when it first started. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Good deal. Good deal. Oh, well, uh, I, I congratulations think, to yeah, the Tate Brothers. And, uh, the in the in, uh, my friends of mine in, in the Indies, the Tate brothers, uh, for uh, okay. signing a new contract. They said to sign a new. They just signed a new contract with a uh, Ring of Honor. Oh, cool. Okay, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah congratulations. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty happy for him. Yeah. See that one door opens in Ring of Honor, another one closes with Gresham, and but uh, right. It's cool. <laughs> Wrestling is always changing, man, I'll tell you. I'm actually surprised that Gresham isn't, like, driving up, like, massive interest from WWE just because of the fact that AEW didn't really want him. Right. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Did you see the apology that Jordan Grace gave to uh, Chris Lamoisson? I did, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. I mean... 
Honestly, I, I don't. I'm assuming people were really riding her hard online, but um, mm-hmm. she's done that a couple times now, where she's been like really out outspoken about stuff, and it's like, I, right. I'm sure her heart is in the right place, but it's like stay in your lane, you know? Right. I didn't know her. It's not and your job to educate everybody. Right. I did hear that. Yeah. 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 I didn't know that him and Gretchen were together until I, I saw their conversation. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. 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 Gresham is amazing. I, I'm going to guess he's going to go to Impact just because nobody else seems interested, but man, he's, uh, he's talented. He's solid, yeah. Yeah. Trying to think what else. Oh, so we were talking about Kaya McKenna earlier, right? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the good witch. We we had a, we we had her on um, a couple of years ago, and or I guess it was later. Yeah, and she did the Super Eight tournament, the commentary with me. So she is um, in the car as we speak. Uh, she's probably getting close to her destination now, but she's heading out to. Uh, <laughs> Davenport, Iowa, if that means anything to you. Uh, oh. <laughs> wow. She's going to be training. She's going to be training with Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Oh, good for her. Yeah, and she's done it before. They kind of, right. like, provided a lot of her fundamental training, but this is her first time back since then, you know? So nice. she's going to spend, I think she said, a month or six weeks out there training with them. Oh, good for her. That's great. I heard he's yeah. got a good place out there. I, I did, too. Yeah, I did, too. Yeah. Because he does that CrossFit training out that way. You know what I mean? Yes. He yeah. And he's a guy who, like, as big as he's gotten, he hasn't forgotten who he was, and he hasn't mm-hmm. forgotten people along the way. Right. You know? Which amazes me that he forgot Dustin that quickly, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. I think I'm done. Um, <laughs> this has been fun, though, Stry. I always have a fun time with you. Oh, same here. Always a blast. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so Thursday you said Big Boss Man... On WCW mm-hmm. Retro, that's nine Eastern, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. To call in yeah. there. Uh, Friday, the uh, Stroh Zone was um, the Wasp. The Wasp. <laughs> yes, the Wasp. Yeah. 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 So, like, definitely a baby. Uh, yeah, the Wasp woman. And uh, <laughs> yeah, anything else, Stroh? I'm doing your plugs for you. I shouldn't be doing that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, was well, Saturday. Saturday, uh, during the day, I'll be the Greenville, North Carolina Comic Con at Greenville Convention Center. And uh, I'll be there from 10 a.m. and throughout most of the day. And then that night, I'm going to be the commentary for Sharp Ray Press Entertainment at the Paragon in Newman, North Carolina. And then uh, the Pro Cin- Sinister Cinema, the three S's. Uh, the yes. trailer is out now on YouTube. Just type in Pro Sinister Cinema and search right to it. The new horror. Sci-fi comedy series coming this fall. 
All right, very good. Uh, from my end, thank you everybody who checked out the ECWA Women's Super 8 Tournament from Fallsboro, New Jersey on Saturday. Be sure to check it out on ECWA 1967 on YouTube. And uh, while you're at it, check out ECWA 1967 on all forms of social media. Right there. The next show, September 17th. It's a doubleheader, 4 p.m., the Tag Team Super 8. 7 p.m., Fredfulmania 5, the 55th anniversary of the ECWA. Tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. Morganville, New Jersey, the Jersey Dugout, uh, 712 Genesee Drive, Morganville, New Jersey. Again, tickets and information, ECWAWrestling.com. And uh, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you to all the callers. Thank you to the best crew I could ever ask for. Kathy and Stro, you guys, uh, you make my week. You really do, and I appreciate it so much. It's been uh, so much fun. You know, Stro, we're closing in on um, eight years together. Wow. Hard to believe. Hard to, November of 2014 amazing. is when you came along. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, seems like and I think Kathy was 13. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, pretty wild. Pretty wild stuff. But thank you so much for everything. Uh, everybody, check out all the great stuff on VOCNation.com. Be on the lookout for new content we're hopefully going to be adding soon. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Everybody, take care. Be good to each other. Love you all very much. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.